Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charisma Checked, a real-play D&D podcast about the trials of fantasy corporate life. My name is Aaron, and as always, I will be your Director of Humanoid Resources and DM for this session. And our character development question for today, we are generating with a random chart to make Mr. Gygax and his memory proud. I have uh, 100 Human Resources icebreaker questions here, and I'm going to, to roll. So we shall be answering today question number 56. The question is, um, you're at a make-your-own-Sunday bar. Which toppings do you choose? Gentlemen, um, please introduce your characters and provide an answer to this question. How's it going, everybody? It's uh, it's Brad here, and I play uh, Aaron Tuttle Thunder, your favorite uh, lawyer paladin. All right, if I was at a Sunday bar, what would my toppings be? Well, you, you can never go wrong with just some... Some nice hot chocolate fudge and some some peanuts and a nice little cherry on top. Just an absolute classic. Hey everybody, it's Kate playing uh, your lovable friend from HR, John. If I was having myself a Sunday ice cream, I'd probably get a big old scoop of vanilla and lots and lots of cherries. I'm a big cherry guy. I'm thinking like 10 to 15, probably. I'm just dying because he said Sunday ice cream instead of ice cream Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ice cream you can only eat on Sundays. That's why it's got so many cherries. It's like an alien at the Dairy John, Queen. John never got the concept. Uh, he just, no, that's fine. Like, John's never no, been to birthday. He's also never had ice cream. <laughs> he's winging it. Hey, everybody. I'm Freddie. I play the character of Silt, R&D artificer, and equal member of the party. And, uh... Well, if I'm going to choose a topping, it's probably going to be, I don't know, gummy worms? You know, maybe maybe some Oreo crumble? Kind of make it like like they're crawling through dirt. God, Silt is really 40 years old. Yeah, just a kid, <laughs> man. <laughs> and my name is Greg. I play Ted, your favorite accountant, uh, human warlock. Uh, oh, you know, they uh, they misspelled Sunday in here. Let me just, I'll just scratch that out, add a Y at the end. <laughs> you know what that's it that's it oh we yep. love that we love that yep. yeah. editorial so comment good. about the questionnaire <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it really is amazing like that's on a real like that's real like on a page of real advice for human resources icebreakers that's that's a real question like someone someone making minimum wage was forced to answer that they're definitely <laughs> making well no yeah no they're answering that i was gonna say somebody who gets paid more than minimum wage made that question yeah <laughs> in our last session you guys i guess we've been saying for a while that you officially began your first job for ozzy's olfactorium but now you're actually trying to do the job which is crashing well you didn't have to crash it but you've chosen to crash a party at bob borthan the 17th penthouse he is a uh, Effectively leading oligarch of a council called the Lads that runs the industrial city of Borthen, so named for his family's longstanding rulership in the town. And you've gotten word from your employer, Ozzy, that uh, there's some threat that he will be murdered at this, his birthday party this evening. So having achieved in our last session means to access Bob's penthouse um, because the invitation that you all received wasn't sufficient. Um, <laughs> we now have a situation in which Silt and John have decorated themselves as caterers and have been invited into the kitchen at the Borthen penthouse, 
While simultaneously acting on their invitation, Al and Ted have chosen to arrive as guests. And that is is really where we're picking up today. Bob Borthen, um, having opened the door to his penthouse for Silton John, has invited them back into the kitchen. And they're the first to get a sense of the layout of Borthen's penthouse. And so so basically, this is a uh, you enter into this beautiful uh, long hallway. Um, there are all kinds of busts and paintings of each of the heads of the Borthen household over the years, the many Bob Borthens, back to Bob Borthen I, who effectively founded the city, uh, are, are arranged in this entry corridor. There's a big dramatic painting of the Bob Borthen that you all were just introduced to, who's a tall, skinny, gaunt-faced man with an odd accent. You're led through a door to the right that enters into a small ballroom and dance floor, where you can see that there's a uh, there's tables and chairs set up in the corners, and in front of the dance floor there's a small stage where a band is setting up, and Bob leads you through this room. He says, oh yes, we're going to have musical entertainment tonight, but I'm sure you'll get to enjoy that a bit while you're working, I hope. And he leads you through this room into a large dining room that has tons of windows facing down to the street that you all entered through. And through another small door in this dining room, at which there's this huge lawn table and platters set out and seating for all the guests you know that are coming tonight. And there are some significant guests that we listed off last episode that you all get to, to meet this evening who will be attending. But Bob leads you through this room and into a uh, another smaller door that leads into a kitchen that's bustling. And Bob says, Giuseppe, the gentleman from your catering company are here to help you. I'll be uh, awaiting and attending the rest of the guests in the lounge, if you need me. And you hear a voice cry out from within this steaming, bustling kitchen. Uh, All right, boss, gotcha. And um, the door closes behind you. And Silton John, you find yourselves in a, a, it's a small kitchen, uh, but industrial and very, very clean. And in the midst of three or four stovetops working, is a portly, tall gentleman who you assume is the caterer, Giuseppe Giorgio, that you all learned was going to be there. And looking up from a a pot of bisque that he's stirring, he catches an eye of you for the first time through the steam and says, Who the hell are you? His mustache quivers with rage. Well, we are, of course, uh, the caterers. Yeah, you requested our presence earlier? That's what we were told. You're not my guys. They were bringing stuff up before I was supposed to... They were supposed to meet me up here. Did they they not tell you about the replacement? What replacement? I make the hires. I I, I know. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, Those two uh, gentlemen, unfortunately, had an emergency that they had to attend. Uh, Family matters. Uh, They they, uh, they, they hired... We're we're from the same agency, so... We're here to help. Um, I, uh, make a persuasion <laughs> roll. Okay, okay. He did not hire you. <laughs> he knows, he's aware. He knows it's true. Uh, he might be persuaded, though. Uh, let's see. Persuasion, that's a dirty 20. Holy oh, God. <laughs> nice. Okay. So he looks and says, so they hired out temps, huh? Yeah, we're, it's... Well, uh, I got to be honest with you, uh, Mister Mister Giuseppe. It's our first. It's our first day. 
But direct us. We're, we're quick learners. Well, direct us what you need done, and we'll take care of it. I, I should correct you. It's his first day. Oh, I, you have experience <laughs> in the industry then? Oh, yes. I suppose. 100%. 100%. All right. Well, listen, you, the short one, I want you on this bisque. Uh, yes, you, sir. taller one, uh, on the clamps fricassee. That's on the stovetop here. I've got working. I need to work on some of the uh, some of the desserts. Uh, any of you, either of you, have patisserie experience? Yes, of course. Great. Well, we'll uh, be on that next. I will do my best, and I like to salute. <laughs> <laughs> he he gives you a long, hard look, and then returns to work at a different stovetop. <laughs> I like the idea. That you guys are never actually going to leave the kitchen. Yeah, Sorry there, but I just I just had to throw that thought out They're there. Uh, John's going to like you're on up, and he's going to crack every bone in his body, like his classic bone <laughs> cracking bit. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's been like, classic for one episode. <laughs> yeah. One episode. How does John crack his kneecaps? I need to know. Uh, it's for the pizza so it squat. Kind of like bangs him against like a hard surface. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's so much worse. <laughs> Can we get a con saving throw on the wall? <laughs> uh, yeah, knock the wall down. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Yes, can we get a con saving throw, <laughs> oh, please, no. from, from for John, Kate? Oh no, that was for the wall. I want to see if <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to see if Kate um, cracks the wall. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I've never I've never had any pl- a player ask me to make a saving throw for a wall, <laughs> but um. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to say if it succeeded or not. Uh, what? Uh, uh, contested con? We could do contested. Yeah, I suppose. Contested con. <laughs> All right. Sure. Uh, 17. Oh, no way. Uh, I have a minus the, one. You beat the wall. <laughs> um, there's definitely like like the... Uh, like the the plaster definitely just like caves in a bit. Like, like you do, it's like a flick, you know. Like you hold your toe against the floor until it presses forward, and then you're like, in real on top of the typical crack of your kneecap. There's like a, a it's like a crunch, and um, there's like an indent the size of an apple John, in the, in the John, plaster. John, what are you doing? We're not we're not here to damage the place. John does it completely ignoring so. Completely ignoring Silk, John's going to let out a war cry almost, like a little like, ah, and then he's going to jump right into it, you know, like, that's like his routine before he gets I kind of like your enthusiasm, guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm like already in and like doing everything I need to do. Um, my experience yeah, a, at, So um, it's it's a bag of live clams that you have, <laughs> and you've been told to make fricassee. I am grabbing those freaking clams and ripping them open. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, here, let, no let me Google that real quick. <laughs> yeah, he's like, these are oysters, same thing. Yeah, you definitely don't rip them open. <laughs> you can't. They're so they're strong. You have to you have to simmer them so they open uh, up. Did you really see strong. what he just did to that wall? <laughs> yeah, 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 don't stand a chance. <laughs> John's about to get a level of barbarian. Um, <laughs> So you start ripping clams apart. Um, do you want me to make any checks for that? Like, do I give up I, on it, or do I just keep going? I, uh, We're trying to make fail, a, Aaron. Make it. No, that's We're fine. Trying. Make a make a make a, sh- a an athletics check, I guess, for clam. Give me a, give me a clam check. Do you have clam proficiency? Uh, I do no, not. Actually, do you have animal handling? I, I do. I do. <laughs> oh okay. my god! <laughs> so you're gonna handle these animals with proficiency. 
So let's see. Let's get an animal handling check. Fourteen. Yeah, uh, that that's sufficient to open a clam. <laughs> <laughs> to handle quote handle a clam. It's, I'd like to think instead of opening them, he wills them to open. Like he's like scaring these clams. It's just <laughs> like, like whispering them, put some they, salt out, and have them lick it. They just saw him fucking unhinged, slam into a fucking wall, <laughs> and now he's like, I'm gonna fucking get these clams. Oh, and because he was unhinged, they unhinged. Ooh, oh, oh. Nice. That's, right. that's they just felt your good word aura. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, so the clams come apart and now you have a bowl of clam meat. Yeah. I'm fucking start tenderizing it. <laughs> sure. That's I clams what... clams are already basically <laughs> snot consistency, so yeah. kinda they kinda get jellified as you uh tenderize them. <laughs> so now you have like a liquid clam reduction. Um, I guess it's time to start adding some spices to it. <laughs> is it on heat? Are you heating it? Um, no, not yet. I'm gonna get to <laughs> this that is, point. It's going way longer than necessary, but I just I'm really curious <laughs> to see what happens. Ah, uh, shit. Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking get some uh, paprika. You know, vegatini. Paprika. Uh, yeah, we're gonna spice right. this thing up. We're gonna give it a little bit of a kick, uh, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some breadcrumbs and start molding it together. Uh, <sighs> John's basically making chicken, but with clams. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds god awful. This sounds horrible. Okay. Like a like a clam, a pounded clam fried cutlet. Is He's your making clam balls. <laughs> okay. Clam balls. All right. Like like fritters. <laughs> no, this is this. He's literally just following like. The recipe for one of the items that they had. Well, what was the name of the bar and grill? Oh, at Pubsters. Up? At Pubsters, he's just following one of their like chicken ball recipes. And he's just <laughs> doing it with fucking clams. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you smash the clams apart and uh, the meat, and, and <laughs> prepare it with with, with breadcrumbs <laughs> that you find in a canister somewhere in the kitchen, and uh, you're gonna fry them in oil. <laughs> Is still just watching like in terror. <laughs> no, we're we're gonna do in Medea Res here. We're gonna we're gonna get to to what Silt's doing. <laughs> I'm just I just want to take K to his limit with John's answers. <laughs> so so you yes you prepare fried clam balls. Can we can we can I do a roll to see how well these turn out? I guess you don't have. I mean, isn't cooks tool? You can't. Are you proficient in like cooking tools or anything? I mean, I have experience doing cooking. Doing like running the restaurant at Pubsters to a bit. <laughs> Two hours. Eight hours. Yeah, but picks up things here and there. I think you know how to make That's true. some chicken balls. So why don't you make a wisdom just a raw wisdom check without sure, yeah, proficiency? Yeah. That is a eighteen. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> as well fail. As well as you approx- can approximate. <laughs> why why uh, can't you, I do that? You recreate the basically a chicken nugget recipe from Pubsters. <laughs> you make it with pounded clam meat. It smells delightful. <laughs> as you boil, <laughs> as you boil them in oil. Um, what so, is a clam nugget if just not the rich person's chicken nugget? That's what I mean. It's fair. I, Very fair. I, yeah. For people who watched the movie The Lighthouse and thought that's not mangy enough. <laughs> God, clam balls. Um, all right. So, so while John is making this delightful preparation, um, so what do you do? Okay, you see, you see, Silt like go grab a hairnet 
because he he deeply oh. cares about kitchen safety. That's very modest. Um, yeah. So he puts his hairnet on on his balding head, uh, grabs his little stool, and is just gonna try to ratatouille stir like what Remy does in the in the film, where he just grabs a bunch of spices, tosses it in, and stirs, and the soup turns out good. Sure. Yeah. So you go to attend the bisque <laughs> that um your guy was uh, that Giuseppe was working on. Roll up. Let's do an intelligence roll okay. for that. Just, that just base intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because you you're just like, can I make this work? Well, at least the flavors combine well. It's like a crab meat bisque, so it's kind of that got is some a stench. That's that's a twelve. Oh, uh, <laughs> you add some like you can find some like there's some like garlic powder, you know, like seasoned salt. It's like oh, that yeah, should yeah. be fine, right? You know, throw that in there. It's you, you take a taste of it. It's pretty overbearing. <laughs> he uh, will also stir it to make sure the bottom doesn't burn. Hey, there you go. And those cream-based soups, man. You gotta be careful. Um, yeah. All right. So you guys are progressing in the kitchen, um, <laughs> cooking, and this is gonna take some time. This is like obviously a half hour's time or so is gonna pass while you're you're working on this. And simultaneously, I assume. Um, Alan and uh, excuse me, Alan Ted will be up to something. So uh, Ted here, what do you think our our story is going to be about? Why they're not with us? Are we just going to go with the they're having a medical emergency and stuck in your lobby bathroom? Or yeah, you know, I think that works. <laughs> I know. guess so. They said they <laughs> they locked up, right? So I did, but like they lock from the inside. So if those people ever wake up, they can just leave. Mm. Well, yeah, you know, I, I, I what are know, the odds but, they're going to come up here? Yeah, true. What are the odds? Plus, they took their key card, uh, so. They did yeah, take the key card, actually. I think we so can, I think we I can say they're downstairs. You're you probably know, right. You're probably right. Blowing it up. <laughs> All right, let's head in. Yeah, yeah I guess so, uh-huh. with our, our nice I'll gramophone pick, present. I'll pick up the gramophone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We technically have two right now, right? Because Stapulus is also a gramophone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the jog person. At the upper end of what he can be, <laughs> size-wise. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you uh, guys approach the top of the stairs, the nice big door with the big knocker, and you knock. You know, you're knock, knock, knock. And um, Bob Borthen, who you all are meeting now for the first time, opens the door and says, Oh, gentlemen, I don't believe we've met. You must be the representatives from the Olfactorium. Uh, th- that is, is quite right. Are you, uh, Mr. Mr. Borthen? Uh, yes, please, call me Robert. Oh, pleasure uh, to you, uh, why, why don't you come on in? It's so, such a pleasure to have you celebrating with us this evening. So sad that your employer couldn't make the party. I always love his jokes. They're, they're, they're quite something, aren't they? He's an eccentric he's, he's, he, character. I eccentric is how I would describe him too. Yeah, he closes and, uh, the, the door behind you guys, and you kind of enter. The, the, the pleasure is all mine. The name's uh, the Aurin for me. Ah, Aurin, good to meet you. Hey, and, uh, uh, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd, my name's Ted. I'd shake your hand, but I've got this, uh, you know, this present for you. Uh, where can oh, I put this down? How, how thoughtful. Oh, I'll show you where we're all gathering here. Some of, many of the guests have already arrived. Ted's arms are trembling carrying this machine. Yeah, that, it weighs at least 40 or 50 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot Ted, of like old Ted's analog trembling. tech in there. Ted, do you need any help carrying that? No, there? no, you I got it. You know, oh, I got right, it. All right. Oh, please, no. I'll show you a place to put it down. 
And as he's walking you down the hall, he, you know, turns to a room opposite the one that leads to the dance hall and opens a door that reveals a very lush, beautiful lounge room. There are several guests already seated in large plush chairs around a big fireplace. He uh, invites everybody in. He invites you guys in, and you can see there's a pile of, of gifts wrapped very uh, ornately, some very large, and, and kind of put on a table in a corner. He says, you're welcome to leave that uh, that device on the on the table there. I suppose I won't have to unwrap that one, huh? Yeah, you know, man, man of your caliber, we figure you're a little busy. So very we, uh, you know, yeah. I really enjoy the musical arts. I consider myself a bit of a patron. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. No, uh, what's be, your uh, what's your thing. favorite? Um, you got any favorite songs? Well, the regional favorites is you know anything in the uh, that uh, flamboyant brass led genre that we all oh, love. You know, yes, yes, uh, can quite understand that. Just a just a beautiful, beautiful way to calm your mind and soothe mm. the soul. You know. Oh yes, very stimulating. Incidentally, I, before before I introduce you to everybody, I wanted to ask him, um, wh- how do you all feel about working for for Ozzy? Um, What's your tenure? Uh, oh, your, uh, a while. You know, oh, been around. Indeed. We're at three, is, we're the third level up of his his tiered system. I don't exactly know how it works. Oh, you're in his, I see. You're in the leveling matrix. Yes, he has expounded a great deal about that in our symposiums on human resources. I don't know that I'm an advocate for the system, but I, I'm glad to hear it's working for you gentlemen. You're certainly working, uh, looking well. But uh, here, let, let me introduce you to the rest of the guests. Many of uh, local repute have already arrived. And the people sitting around the... Um, Sitting around the the fire, I'll turn to you. And he starts from from left to right and points out at the far end, we have this gentleman here is Ned Anderson. He runs the Chip-In Casino, if you all have visited in town, a fine place. And um, Al kind of side-eyes Ted when he says that. (laughs) Ned, uh... Do they look alike? He's possessed of baldness, but they have a, you know, they have similar faces, (laughs) kind of. He's he's heavier than Ted, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's immediately he there's obvious recognition, but um, nothing nothing said quite yet. But clear surprise registers on his face. And he says next to next to Mr. Anderson we have uh, Brassman Blothers, the head producer at Slickback. I'm sure if you're fans of, of music yourselves, you'll find you'll find him a good companion. And he's a dude. Al, he's got like a big Ted's top hat, you Al. know, and a long beard. <laughs> And he 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 nods uh, politely, but he's in he's in discussion with Ned at the moment. Al's eyes definitely get wide at that one. He kind of just like uh, <laughs> uh, plays with his hands, kind of like uh, like imagine if you were, had hand sanitizer and just kind of uh, rubbing it all over like both the back and front of your hand. That's kind of what Al's doing right now. Why like kind of looking at him, like yeah. a raccoon cleaning its yeah. hands. <laughs> yes, okay. precisely. <laughs> and he says, and then next to that gentleman, we have uh, the esteemed Bressaglat. Who operates the uh, Brian and Stein Fermentary Brewery in Borthen, a, a fine, a fine establishment, fine purveyor of beers and whiskeys. She's a Dorvin lady, kind of short and squat, but very well kept. And then next to her is a is an elven woman, very severe, very thin, very tall. And then says, "You may recognize the name Slate Slithery. This is Lady Slithery herself here, who operates the Fine Art Collectors Guild in the region." Um, she, uh, her collection is fantastic. I 
If you have any kind of aesthetic interests or tastes, I'm sure you'll find her a worthy companion. And he says, now please uh, feel free to make yourself at home. We were just uh, having a few cocktails out before the uh, before the party begins. Uh, you know, he snaps and a servant comes out and brings uh, brings another chair in. He says, we're to have dancing in the evening, but for now we're just waiting for dinner to start. You're, you're quite gracious. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'll take a cocktail. Yeah, and the uh, yeah the the waiter the waiter comes over with a tray that has some you know martinis or something on it and holds it out to you guys. Al abstains. And, oh, of course. <laughs> Ted takes Al's. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> and um, that's yeah. fine. And as you guys kind of join the circle, Bob is sitting down and saying to Ned, "Uh, now Ned, uh." I, I'm interested to hear more about your concerns about these uh, these liquor shipments to your casino. And Ned says, um, he seems distracted. He's like, well, I was thinking about that, but now I'm wondering, uh, you know, maybe it's not such a significant issue uh, as more pressing matters come up. Then he turns to, <laughs> to Ted. Oh, no. And oh, no. just, oh well, and Bob says, "Oh well, maybe perhaps the conversation should turn elsewhere for the moment." And he makes small talk. And um, I, yeah, go on. Can Al <laughs> do like a perception check real quick? To, he, Al's completely not paying attention to anyone. He run, just wants to do a perception. Run insight. Insight of the room. Okay, yeah. he just wants to kind of like see what's what's going on in here. If there's any points of uh, egress or any anything kind of looking. Yeah. Sh- oh, I'm sorry. If you're doing for the room and not the people, do do perception. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was for the room. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it, it was a six. Ooh, well, there's a window yeah. and yep. another door <laughs> that's not the door you came through. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what would appear to be a um, a door to a lavatory, also. Al feels like he has this place cased. He. Oh yeah. No one could get in or out <laughs> past yeah, well, Al. You're set. Uh, when Ted and Ned lock eyes, uh, Ted's gonna drink one of the martinis oh my now has our rule for ted been after one drink yes okay yes make a con get drug that is a 12 well i'd say for one drink higher than a 10 is sufficient the boy, but, the boy is buzzing, but that's yeah, you 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 mm-hmm. rock a. It's a vermouth forward martini, so it's not. Ooh, as, okay. It's not going to blast you, but it tastes, unfortunately, like vermouth, um, <laughs> and uh, heavy on the olives too. Um, and Ned uh, briefly Yum. excuses himself from the circle and says, "Oh, well, I need to use the lavatory myself. I'll be right back." And he stands and, um, uh, you know, brass man nods, and he stands Before- up. And, yeah, go on. Before he leaves, this isn't anything like I'm trying to do. Can I cast, um, not cast, but activate my divine sense? Oh. That's let me, that lets me detect Ooh. good and evil. Ooh. <laughs> no. So I can... Now, good and evil, that's like uh, it's types, a Celestial right? fiend, yeah, okay. undead, yeah, for yeah, 60 go... minutes. Or sure. 60, within 60 feet of me. Sure. Yeah, you, you have a so cool I, I, dialogue with yeah, Lythander. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you're not picking up any... Uh, Actually, what what's what's on the list for that? It is uh, any celestial fiend uh, or undead within sixty feet of me. Okay, uh, no, none of those. Okay. Does he detect Stapulus at all? No. Oh. Oh. 
Um, <laughs> no. Okay. okay. I still don't know what Stapulus is, so. I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would hope so. That's what's terrifying. <laughs> I do. But, um, oh, that's not boy. so important. But, um, yeah. So you kind of okay. case the room, uh, physically and spiritually, and, um, don't detect much of interest, unfortunately. These people seem rather mundane. Uh, in, in that they're not demons. But, um, That's good. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. as Ned, or his, his big old hefty body and coattails standing, walks past you guys. This gentleman, it's a pleasure to meet you. But, and he leans in real close, he said, to Ted, and he said, I'm very surprised to see you here. Ted. Uh, Did, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's Theodore to you. Oh, uh, Ted will puff his chest up a little bit. That's big talk for a boy who leaves the family business. Oh, uh, uh, Ted will slouch down again. <laughs> oh, Ted. Oh. Now, what could possibly bring you into this penthouse on this evening in this town? You know, we're just, uh, you know, we're representatives of uh, Ozzy. You know, we're helping him out. I think we could just, you know, ignore each other and it should be fine there, Ned. Oh, no, see, I disagree. Because if you're working for the whole factorium, that means that you're involved in the business world in Borthen, and that is my business. Uh, uh, you, you all right there, Ted? You guys, yeah, you, you, guys, you guys okay? You know. Uh, oh, everything's fine, yes. Why don't you take a seat? I thought um, we I thought we. Were I thought I was already sitting. <laughs> oh, were you? I, you want me to? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I suppose we should state these things. Whatever. I suppose you should uh, stay Al- seated. <laughs> yeah, I say, Al will, I will stand up and then sit back down and then stand up again. <laughs> Sorry. You know, Ned, weren't you, uh, weren't you going to the bathroom there? You know. Well, I suppose <laughs> kinda, so. Kind of lingering. <laughs> well, well. It'll be a long evening, Ted. We'll have plenty of chances. And he bumbles off. <laughs> Ted? Ted drinks. Anything? <laughs> Ted drinks. No, hold on, Ted. All right, oh, Ted. No. Is there anything you want to tell me after that, or I should know? Uh, let's see what the After that. dice says. <laughs> oh, that was a 19 con save. Or 21, I guess. Holy mm. shit. Uh, Ned yeah, the you, fire you, in you Ted. slam this one. <laughs> Ted's fired up now. Well, uh... And just know, around Al. at this time is when you start hearing through the walls this pounding sound. <laughs> <laughs> and the souls of many clams exit the what penthouse. The? <laughs> Can I do a bit while we're while we're in the kitchen? Sure, do a bit. Oh God! <laughs> I, I would like to think I'm just small talking it up, right? Like oh, I'm just course. like talking to all the other like kitchen staff, and, and then uh, then I was talking to Tildorf, and I'm like, hold on a second, that's okay. a water so, canal. So the the you only know? other <laughs> staff member is the chef. Is Giuseppe. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're talking to when I say bustling, it's like he's he was running the place himself basically before you guys came in. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And um, he's like. Yeah, so, uh, you did culinary or something, right? Like, what? Sounds like you've done awful lot. Yeah, I've, I've been a lot of places. I just kind of 
You know, I'll, I'll go wherever the wind blows me, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, well. How about yourself? You, you've been doing this for a while? For 500 years. I've been wow. doing this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you. No, I started when my, why am I doing it? This dude's voice has not been the same for 10 <laughs> seconds. This whole oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't, I can't hold it together. Hard to keep the same voice after 500 years, you know? Yeah. Sir, I just wanted to say, you don't look a day over 200. Well, that's very polite of you, I suppose. But, uh... Wait a second. Are you... Are you putting on oil to fry? Just let a pro work. Alright, let me show you this. I, uh... It's not what they ordered. I I'm gonna, like pull out one of those clam balls. I'm like, before you say anything, try one of these. <laughs> uh, he, he, <laughs> he looks at you doubtfully and cuts it in half and inspects it and eats it. He says, um, this tastes like bar food. <laughs> in fact, yeah, yeah. this tastes a lot like, uh, why have I had this before? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Well, yeah, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, and I'm, like, rapidly putting the clam balls onto a plate <laughs> so I can take it out the cage. And I'm, like, putting the little toothpicks yeah. in them. And I'm, like, yeah, and I'm just like, uh, yeah, let me let me know if you figure it out. I'm just going to look it out the door. Yeah, so you disappear uh, with so, a plate so of clam balls. So at the same ball. time was was dishing up the, the pot of soup and is also going to run it out with John. Sure. <laughs> you, guys, you guys lay out the, uh, the spread. And... Uh, yeah. So while that's happening, uh, uh, things are still tense in the uh, in the lounge. Did a, did anyone else around notice Ted being harassed? <laughs> I mean, you know, there, people have quiet conversations when they see each other. You know, it's not uncommon. Everybody okay. in the circle is speaking quietly to one other person. You know, it's not yeah. it's not a real convivial scene. It's obviously it's imminently clear. This is the kind of place where a lot of uh, dealings get done. Ah, okay. Um, um, if, if I can, if I may, uh, as soon as I come out of the door uh, to serve the catering, I'm going to immediately try to find Alan Ted. Okay. And so it's following along. Yeah, so you uh, guys haven't been into the lounge yet yourselves. Yeah. So you'll have to pass back through the dance hall. Can we also roll perception as we go? Oh, sure, yeah. Okay. Just in case they join out. I got a 15. A fifteen, good. Okay. Uh, let me yeah, let me check my. I actually have to look at my paper. Um, John, what did you uh, get? Twenty. Twenty. Wow. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, John's a cheater. He's got weighted dice. <laughs> oh my ice. god. I'm doing it on the app. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um, the app loves yeah. John. So you just to get a sense of the rooms you're going through in the dining room. There's tables uh, set for everybody. And there's a lot of window frontage facing the street. And um, you can kind of see the rope mechanism that leads the uh, the lift. There, this, whatever you call that thing, a skiff. I don't know. <laughs> but for the window washers you saw out front. And you can mm-hmm. see that it moves, the pulley moves every now and again as the guys move up and down the building. But they're not on this level right now. But, um... So, so yes. I'm going yeah, to yeah. over to the window washers. John, I swear, no. <laughs> John, I'm so, John. I all right. We're gonna implement a veto system, okay? Okay. We get yes. we get one veto per job. Okay. I'm using my veto on your idea. 
I am using my veto <laughs> to veto your veto. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't think about that. You didn't plan that far it's, ahead. That's just business. John's never been more right. A signature, like, neck crack from John. Oh you know, like, his iconic neck crack. You've only been You've only been doing this for like two hours. It gets it gets stuck in like a tilted position. Uh, 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 hold on a second here, and I'm just gonna like bang it against my shoulder, back. John, are you like undead? What the fuck? Uh, just a little stiff. That's all. Um, John. All right, hear me out. Hear me out. Before before we go through with this plan, let's go talk with Al and Ted if we can to get their opinion. You said you would value sure. the party's opinions more. So. Yes, one hundred percent. I was looking for them first. Anyway, okay, cool. We might be able to find four window washers. <laughs> Sean, the window washers really? are completely unnecessary. We're already in the penthouse. We have the best vantage point possible. We are getting a lay of the land. There is literally no purpose to the window washers. I'm telling you that right now. If you go through with it, I will not be joining you. Put this foot so down. I thought, I thought we were. We are becoming closer, but you said you would value my opinion more, and I'm giving you mine right now. So it is up to you if, on our friendship, you will value me as an equal party member and friend. So, John. You're wrong, but I will go along with it for now. Thank you. I really appreciate that, actually. I just want to say. Okay. <laughs> if, if a window washer happens to be the play after the fact of whatever happens tonight, I get one pass. <laughs> if, a pass. If the window washer happens to be the right play after the fact, I will concede that you are correct. However, I cannot just give you a free pass. We're going to implement this veto system, and I think it's a good idea. Listen, I like the veto system. I'm okay, not okay that, cool, cool, cool. But I, I, I just one one get-out-of-jail-free card, I get to choose. Only if I'm right. We'll, if I'm wrong, we'll, we don't have We'll to. talk about it with the party. An unstoppable silt meets an immovable John. That's <laughs> yeah, the name of this episode. Pretty much. Uh, so, so you guys, uh, you know, the food is progressively being laid out by you. And you observe that the window washers are here. And then you're going to head back through the dance room. Yeah, I um, specifically, I'm not going to knock them out, but I do want to keep a very close eye on them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how, how modest. <laughs> um, uh, it's not modest. I, I stare them down. <laughs> they look at me. I do. Well, they're not, not on the same level. They're not on the same right floor. They're, they can't see oh, yeah. hey, right now. If they if they come anywhere near that, like I'm I'm watching them. Like, <laughs> he's holding okay. action. So then, uh, passing through the dance room, uh, you see that there's you know, like I said before, some tables and chairs set up on the corners, and then um, there's a small dance floor. And a bandstand being set up, and you see that um, Brassman has actually excused himself from the lounge and is helping the 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 band set up. Um, and they're putting up. He's like, "No, put that there. Uh, no, let's see this over here. Why don't Why don't you? Because we want the trombone here." And then, so he's pointing around, and the musicians are taking their instruments out. And you see they're hoisting a banner that says the Borthen Bonists. <laughs> Al had also excused himself from the lab, and not the lab. <laughs> The um the, uh, the rest of the the lounge and the rest of the group and he's just kind of like peeking around the the corner or he he does it once sees what they're doing sees who's playing does that kind of like little uh, childish kind of like giddy thing and he goes back to the lounge <laughs> <laughs> right what do you, can we uh yeah okay <clears throat> and, um, and yeah he goes back 
You see, now, and you hear um, Brassman saying, now, now with this bandstand here, you want to make sure that this is set up like this, and he's pointing to the guy who's, they got like a tech there who's setting things up. And But there's nothing, there's some windows, but no obvious points of egress here. And crossing back through the hallway, uh, you see across near the door for the lounge, which, uh, you know, isn't locked or anything, so you can you go in. And um, the party kind of turns to, to face you, and you dress. You walk in dressed as caterers. Is there like a tray of drinks that we can go grab and pass uh, around as we walk? Yeah, yeah. You see, actually, right in the hall, there's a a waiter uh, with with a tray of beverages getting ready to go in. There is one servant in the household who's just a normal a normal dude who has been. You've seen him walking around since you came in, but he's bringing out another tray of drinks to the to the lounge as you guys are preparing to enter. Oh, sir, sir, we'll take care of that for you. We got it. What? No, uh, I... Yeah, sir, sir, Giuseppe requested that we take care of the... He he wanted us to bring the drinks in. Well, uh, I suppose. You know, that is the Borth and Bonus in there. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh... Oh, I've heard so much about them. If you all don't mind serving the drinks, uh, <laughs> feel free. Yeah, we've got you. No problem. All right. Well, uh, they might be warming up. I'm just gonna go in there and peek. And yeah, he, totally he crosses back into the, the the dance room. And you guys uh, <laughs> both enter with John holding one tray of <laughs> martinis. You both enter the lounge where uh, folks are talking <laughs> quietly. You can see Brassman's empty chair. Ned has taken aside um, Bressa, the dwarf, and is having a very intense conversation in the corner. Mm-hmm. Are there? You said there are windows. Yes, there, there are, oh and in fact, these windows, um, being more perceptive than uh, Al, these windows are clearly you can see the ones that lead out to the fire escape on the far side of the building. Oh fuck! Oh no! <laughs> John, John, let's, John, I'm not. I'm not going out. I'm just. You guys gonna walk in. Let's go turns with the says, party. Oh, is there uh, some trouble with the catering? Oh, no, no, sir. Giuseppe just wanted us to come deliver the drinks. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Would anybody like another round? You know. Yes, martinis, so martinis. Get your martinis <laughs> here. Fresh shot <laughs> martinis. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, uh, go great with clam balls. <laughs> uh Comically, uh, John's going to serve the drinks, but he's not going to look at anybody while he's serving. <laughs> yeah. He's still going to look directly at that window, basically the entire time, not breaking the icon. That works perfectly with Ted, because he's just looking at the floor when he's accepting a drink. <laughs> Al, Al takes the drink out of <laughs> he Ted's doesn't hands notice puts it on the, like, the table <laughs> next to Al. Okay. Um, he's like, Ted, do you need another one? Uh, You know... Ted, look at me. No, Ted, look at me. <laughs> Ted does not look. <laughs> Ted. I can't help you if you don't tell me what's wrong, Ted. And we're supposed to be doing a job here. Don't you want to impress your 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 new employer and boss on this job? I know you have a great work ethic. Oh, you know, Al, I appreciate that, but uh, you know, just between you know you and me, uh, you know, hypothetically, I'm I may know uh, Ned, and. Uh, He's a he's a bad bad guy. We should probably get out of here, actually. But the whole point of us being here is to stop bad things from happening to Bob. 
Well, you know, if he's you here, think Ned. You think Ned could be part of what's going to happen? I, you know, I don't want to make assumptions, but if he's here, and if he's involved in the bad things, uh, you know, we might, we might be in a little over our heads on this one. What? What do you mean? Why? Why do you? Why do you say such a? He's just a thing. You know, he's Ted's going to start reaching for the martini again as he's explaining this. <laughs> Al's going to slowly slide it a little farther away. <laughs> he's just a, just trust me on this. He's just a, a bad guy. Uh, you know, he's, I'm, he's not allowed to call me Ted. I'll say that. Okay. That's, ooh, that's a, that's a big accusation. I, I, I mean, I, I trust you that he's not a, he's not a good guy, but why do you think we can't handle whatever's going on he uh you know he i grew up around him and he's just a real you know he's he's a he's one of those guys you know you don't you don't mess with you don't mess with cousin ned as uh you know they say well, Ted, you you I mean you've done a lot of a lot of growing over these past fast <laughs> four days. <laughs> so, you and you and Stabulus, you think do you think cousin Ned could mess with Stabulus? Uh I don't know. I don't I don't know if I want to know. I'm just know. I'm just saying I think you're stronger than you think you are, buddy. And he gives I can like mess a little with him uh, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How uh Stabulous, how yeah, I don't know if we want to do that, but like if you did do that, you know, what would you think to do? Well, I'm you know, you've kind of seen some of the stuff that I can do. <laughs> I mean even just looking upon my essence could drive a man mad. We'll uh we'll keep that on the back burner, but if I if you wanted I, to neutralize him. Just tie him up somewhere and make him look at me for a long time. Uh, John, like, subconsciously, like, shivers. <laughs> what was left, you could barely call a soul. Oh. Mm. Al, do you have any, uh... Stabulous wants to know if you have any rope. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um... I mean, Silt would have it. Silt has all of okay. our supplies along those lines. And, but and why? as you mentioned, Silt Silt saddles up and says, "Hello, sirs. Can I interest you in a martini?" Oh, oh, yeah, yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yes, I would love a second martini for my other hand. That I will. Well, drink. Here you go. Thank you. And you would like one as well? Yes, please. Fuck. Thank you. Well, uh, oh. and I'm gonna I'm gonna mutter, "Hey, hey, guys, guys, how's it going? Anyone uh, suspicious? Anything going on?" Ted has some opinions uh, about Ned. You know, not had at a all. feeling. <laughs> Being a little suspicious, I I don't see any points of uh, uh, possible uh, egress in here that are other than the, the fire you know, escape's the right there. What? And you, what? you look over to the fire escape, and John is standing <laughs> yeah. right by the window, looking out at it like. <laughs> and I and I want and I want to. May I add a note too? As John is serving drinks around, and you make it to that part of the room, which standing over by the window, like I said, kind of apart from everybody, is. Ned and and Bressa, the dwarf. And as John is approaching them, he can kind of hear their quiet conversation where Ned is saying in threatening tones, "Um, Now, I don't understand why you've chosen to be so intractable about this, because, of course, you realize that uh, 
if the chip in were to withdraw its business, then there are many other local industries that might follow. In fact, I have personal connections with many people who could make certain that that were the case. So I would ask you to seriously consider our pricing sheet again, and then we could talk about it later in the evening. And I'll leave you to think about that. How uncomfortable is she? Uh, very. Okay, uh... John, she kind of like wipes her glance. wipes her chin, you know, and just stares out the window and thinks. John's gonna accidentally spill a martini on the on the snack. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! John's big balling. Yeah. So you you your hand slips and you a martini glass spills and tinkles all over the floor. And he says, oh now why goodness, would you go sir, doing so that, sorry. son? Ain't the, oh, you got God. one job oh, to hold God. the thing up straight, and you poured it all over my pants, my slacks. Oh, gosh, yes. I, I'm so sorry, sir. I, I am terribly uh, sorry for Ugh. that. I'm, I'm sure there are some you are, I see. somewhere. And Give me a towel. I'm going to... Oh, um... Sorry, don't have any on me. <laughs> <laughs> Useless. Useless <people. laughs> And he walks with pants sopping wet back to kind of the circle around the, uh, just reeking of vermouth and olives. Uh, oh, Ned, I think the bathroom's over that way if you had a little bit of a, a I know where the bathroom is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to kind of give, uh, who, who was the other, who was the person he was talking to? Bressa, the dwarf. Bressa. I'm, I'm going to give Bressa like a little like halfway. Yeah. yeah. Go to look out the window. She smiles kind of graciously at you <laughs> and uh, returns to where she was sitting next to uh, Lady Slithery, who's talking her ear off. You all can hear about uh, some kind of ancient uh, gems or something that she's been collecting. Oh, Silt's so interested in that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Her knowledge of, like, um, she's saying. Oh, yes, and then I had the men at the academy took a look at it, and they said, oh, well, this is certainly from the uh, the Middle Ancient period, and uh, goblin-made, actually, you wouldn't believe, but the craftsmanship is fantastic. And uh, so I had the enchanters in our, uh, in our records room take a look at it, and it turns out it actually had an abjuration curse on it. Who would know? She kind of... <laughs> and um, Bressa nods, like, huh... Is that right? Still, still politely laughs over hearing that, and he goes, Haha, those are so hard to remove. She turns and says, You're interested in uh, the uh, artificing arts? Oh, yes, of course. That's, that's actually, uh, I know I'm not using it right now, but that's actually what my degree is in. Is that right? Very yeah. So, you're a graduated student, but working as a bartender? Yeah, things didn't really, unfortunately, pan out the way I wanted them to. But uh, given the opportunity, I'd love to. I'd love to use it again. Uh, well, there are always opportunities with our guild, depending on your skill level. You should visit our offices sometime instead of serving drinks in a den of vipers like this. I will definitely <laughs> keep that in mind. Thank you so much, well, Miss Slithery. Certainly. Now. I want to go visit my friend uh, Giuseppe. He's a craftsman himself. Works in the works in the kitchen. I'll I'll be back in a moment. And do you mind if I follow you back in? I've actually got to go refresh these drinks. I do actually. Uh, there's a. I wanted to have a private word with him if you don't mind. Oh, yep. No worries. <clears throat> and she, her eyes kind of turn cold, and she steps out. Well, that's suspicious. As a 
as Ned returns to the circle with mm-hmm. wet pants. Yes. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to try to gain favor with with the whole group. I say, uh, you know, uh, Ned, I told you to, you know, not hold it so long. <laughs> Should have went to the back. That's your effort to, to, to raise favor. Yeah. <laughs> try to get a laugh. Uh, no one, not one person laughs. <laughs> not even one. Everyone just looks at you. And then wow. that looks so furious. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'd mind your manners. <clears throat> it's rather indecent to say. Uh, I bet you all no. don't know that Ted's a, a relative of mine. Uh, Any points? It, uh, Yes, second cousin once removed. We were close friends as boys. And Bob says, oh, it's not right. But not in the gambling business, are you, Ted? In olfactory, huh? Oh, yes. You know, it uh, wasn't for me, uh, as uh, you know, Ned, Ned can attest to. Mm. Some would say that's more honest. And he kind of winks at Ned, who, who smiles graciously. You know, Ned... Uh, your pants are wet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um. He stands up and says, you know what? I'm going to go what? talk with Brassman in, in the dance room. I, I might like to hear the band warm up. I'll be find, find me in there once dinner's ready. <clears throat> and he steps out. I'm going to go for a, a low five from Al. <sighs> Ted, Ted, are you drunk? Uh, oh, wait. He's, he hasn't drank anymore, has he? Well, no, I had the two, but I I passed the con saves. Uh, Ted's yeah. just feeling a little, a little more feisty. Yeah. I'll, I will I will will reciprocate the low five after the question, but that was that was good, right, Al? Um, you know, we can work on your tact in the future, but yeah, yeah, okay. you stood up to him. Okay, okay. <laughs> John just can't stop cracking up, right? Yeah. <laughs> just dying in the corner. Well, yeah, so I was going to say, John is, yeah. like, peeking out this way. Like, I mean, like, when I say he's, like, glued himself to it, is there anything uh, going no, on? No, you're on the <laughs> other <laughs> side. So that would be the front face of the building. You're on what I guess would be, from the street, this would be the right side. Okay. So you're looking out at where you saw the fire escape. Okay. Um, and it goes down all the way to the to the bottom. Although, of course, on the bottom floor, you saw it's, you know, the ladder's pulled up. So you'd have to manipulate it from, uh, typically, that's set up for security. They were gonna, they were gonna use a window washer to murder. And they're oh. gonna go up and take the fire escape on the other <laughs> side, and he's gonna like book it till he goes like check out where the window washers are. <laughs> Just doing still, some research. Still, gonna catch John as he goes out, and he's like, "Where are you going? Okay, but we need to get back to the kitchen, or we're gonna blow our cover." Also, uh, Slate Slithery snuck in there to go talk to Giuseppe, so we might want to go, like, eavesdrop on that. There might be info. I'm not, listen, Silt, Silt, I cannot say this enough. I'm not going to knock out the window washers unless they deserve it. Okay. And if they deserve it, they're probably assassins and I'm going to kill them. Okay, yes, if they're assassins, kill them, obviously. John, I'm going to the kitchen. You can join me, or you can follow this window thing, but I'm telling you there's a better lead in the kitchen. So, um... You guys walk back through the dining room where your bisque is set out and um, your, oh, I should say you go through the dance floor, the dance room first, of course, the ballroom, um, where you see Ned and Brassman are having a, a hushed conversation and walking past, past that, 
into the dining room, you see where your the bisque is laid out and the balls, and you don't see the um the window washers are still not on this level. But um, I kind of like run over to the window and check to see. Yeah, you look down and they're just the floor below you. You can see the tops of their hats as they uh, there's two of them on the lift scrubbing, manipulating the roses. They are still, yeah, they are still. Yeah, they're they're washing windows. Um, they're window washers. <laughs> um, yeah, John's gonna look down. And he's like, damn, he's got. <laughs> John, that's because they're window washers. No, man, John's totally right. <laughs> he's got it. And, uh, yes, so you stealthily <laughs> approach the kitchen door. Okay. Do we hear anything as we uh, freak it open? Yeah, if you if you put up, like, if you put an ear to the to the door to the wall, you can hear a quiet conversation uh, between Slate's uh, kind of somber tones and Giuseppe's harsher voice. You kind of just make out, like, you can hear her, her, it's not, you don't hear anything insidious. Uh, she's saying, um, Slate is saying to, to him, like, oh, well, don't you think that's a rather difficult dish to prepare? Those urchins can be rather dangerous. And, and he says, oh, no, Slate, I've, I've worked with them plenty. I, I know how to prepare them. See, there's a, there's a sack. You see, they carry the toxins in this sack here. And if you just, whoop. And you hear, you assume there's some ni- a fanciful bit of knife work that accompanies that onomatopoeia. He says, yeah, see, and then it comes out just like that, and then all you have to do is dispose of those. Although some people say, if you cook those just right, you can eat them, but I, I wouldn't serve them to a party like this. And she says, oh, well, it sounds like a rare delicacy. I mean, you could really express your aptitude in the culinary arts. And um, he's like, well, I don't take too many risks. I mean, you saw what that other boy put out there. It was like, uh, you know, fritters. So I, I'm kind of thinking this is probably, you know, now that you say it, this is probably the last dinner I'm ever going to cook here. <laughs> and that's kind of how their the tone of their conversation is going as she's trying to convince him to try this thing, and he's hesitant. I'm going to whisper to Silver, like, Really good conversation. Wait, but John. Okay, so out of character, just to clarify, this is like the pufferfish dish that like can kill people. Yeah, same deal. Okay, that certainly John. wasn't my uh, the inspiration for this thing. Oh, got it. Okay. Wait, John. This sounds like it could be a potentially poisonous dish, and Slate is trying to convince Giuseppe to serve that. So we dispose of that dish, and then everything's fine. We just keep an eye on the window washers the rest of the <laughs> night, and we get our paycheck. Or we just make sure, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how we need to go about this, but I don't think the window washers are an issue. I am going to try to prevent Bob from eating the sea urchins, I think. <laughs> I think I think Silt's going to open the door and be like, Hey, Giuseppe, dishes are taken care of as you requested. And he looks at it and says, it took you that long to put bisque on a plate in a dish on a table? What have you all been yeah, doing sorry. out there? It's it's first day, you know. I'm I'm very nervous, I gotta be honest, but I think I think I'm doing okay. Let me know in my performance review after though, you know. It's Well listen, why don't you guys come that. in here and help me? Lady Slithery was just encouraging me to uh I don't know, seeing those clam balls go out got me thinking I'm probably going to get fired. So I've been thinking maybe that we should uh <laughs> Be a little more experimental, and Lady Slithery here is convincing me that maybe that's true. So I have these urchins here, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking we should do... Now, Giuseppe, hear yes. me out. All right? 
listen, I, I, I proved myself once with these clam balls. Well. <laughs> you ever had, uh, you ever had tater tots before? <laughs> <laughs> He's a genius. He's a genius. <laughs> Bar food. Uh, yes, I've... Uh, l- lady, why, why don't you allow us to, to work at the kitchen, and, uh, I don't mean to, uh, to keep you away from the party, of course. I appreciate your encouragement, and I'll take it into due consideration. And she just absolutely looks daggers at Silt and says, Well, I'll leave you to your work. And steps out, like glides out. You know, long cocktail Now, dress. see, you don't really want these urchins. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swipe I, off the table. Those cost 15 gold apiece? What are you doing? And he's picking them up very All delicate, right. like with tweezers to keep the spines from touching him, like counting them and making sure they're not cracked. What are you Wait, lunatics uh, doing in this place? Mr. Giuseppe, aren't those really poisonous, though? Well, technically they're venomous, but um, after you serve <laughs> Wait, them, they're poisonous. Kill someone, right? Oh, well, yes, but it's prepared incorrectly, <laughs> but you all have culinary training, right? No, it's my first day. I've said that like three times. Oh, come on, but you're under the direction of somebody with culinary training. It's basically the same thing. Um, I'm already mashing potatoes. <laughs> right, wait now, wait on those potatoes. Sir, I will be honest, I don't know how safe that's going to be. Well, I... It's your first day, what would you know about preparing urchins? Well, I've, I've studied them, you know, like... Hmm. They're, they're very deadly. Do you know the species name? Yeah, it's C. urchinus uh, smilicus. Wow. Hmm? <laughs> so I suppose you have a private interest in these things. Um... Well, well, I I do have a degree in artificing, and we did have a potions one hundred and one course at the institute. So, oh yes, then you're probably familiar with the. Uh, oh, so you're into that, like, uh, I see, like chemical gastronomy. I understand. No, well, yeah. well, then I'm glad to have you here to watch to watch me work. Now, see, it's easy to prepare these. All you have to do is remove the poison sack, and then they're 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 plenty edible. The flavor is divine. Completely unrelated. John's having a conversation with nobody. He's like, so yeah, once you mash them, you're going to want to fry Now, we're not just doing your standard tater tots. I'm thinking some loaded tater tots. Maybe get some bacon in there. Some cheese is going. It's going to be pretty good. And he's doing his own, like, mini game yeah. show on the side. And, and Giuseppe looks into the sink. He says, see, all you have to do is, and he looks in, and he's like, oh, I guess I must have washed those. I had put some of those, uh, those little poison sacks in here, but I guess I washed them down. But, uh, uh, anyways, just don't touch them. You want to make sure you don't touch them, and definitely don't eat them. But as long as you remove every part of them, it's, it's no problem. I mean, the spines, if you touch the spines now, they're venomous. It'll hurt you badly from the outside, but... Okay, okay. Wait, so you said some poison sacks have gone missing? Well, I mean, I, I put them down the drain here. I... Oh, okay, okay. Can I roll insight on that? Uh, sure. Uh, so he rolled a 16 insight. Yeah, so with 16 Insight, you can tell that uh, Giuseppe uh, genuinely believes that he has misplaced the sea urchin sacks or put them down the drain or thrown them away or something. It doesn't seem like he's uh, he hasn't pocketed them or anything, and he probably doesn't okay. have good reason to. Oh, wait a second. I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt you guys. You said something about poison, right? Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, so you were mashing the potatoes. These are sea urchinicus. This poison's... <laughs> oh my gosh, this poison's crazy. I'm telling you, it's one of the most horrific ways to die. Um, I was uh, I was talking to one guy that was... I mean, um, I know a guy who was talking to a guy about using this once. 
on like a dagger <laughs> and like put somebody out of commission. And he said it was just awful. The screams were like going all night. Uh, man, yeah, you really don't want to lose those poison sacks. Those are uh, those are highly deadly. I well, I assure you, they're safely disposed of. I mean, it's you know they're out of sight at least. I and I don't think I they they didn't touch anything else in here. I you know I'm being food safe. You, Didn't you read the poster? Are you wearing any kind of gloves or anything like that? I mean, I will, of course, I'm wearing my urchin handling gloves, which oh, he is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like and he's got a hairnet on. And... And yeah, yeah, he's following okay, protocol. I'm just thinking, making sure. All right. So anyway, as you're going to, for but the hey, assistance. I appreciate the safety check. That's you know what? Not a lot of people will ask those kinds of questions, and, and and that's how you keep people safe and not poisoned. So if there's one thing I value, it's safety. At the same time. At the same time this is going on, um, Ted's going to go to say to Bob, like, oh, yo, Bob, if you'll excuse uh, my friend here and I, we're, we're just going to go look around your your wonderful home here, if that's all right. Oh, well, uh, if you'd like to, I, Ned and, uh, well, you'll see the ballroom is across the hall, if you'd like to see it, and the dining room uh, should be ready in just a few minutes, but Giuseppe will let us know. I'm sure they're preparing the last couple of dishes I'm sorry it's taking so long. Oh, it's all right. But, uh, you know, it'll be a fine feast. Uh, Giuseppe is one of the best. Really high class. Nothing like you'd get anywhere else. Like a bar. <laughs> but, <laughs> Absolutely um, unique. That's what I was looking forward to tonight. Yeah, well, good, good. It's uh, apparently, Especially since you all are newer on uh, on Ozzy's team, I figure I'll show you a bit of Borthan hospitality, yes? I like to take oh, good yeah. care of people close to my friends. We appreciate it. Most appreciate it, yes. yes. Maybe you can engage further with Ned and uh, Mr. Blathers in, in the other room, <laughs> too. Uh, yeah, maybe we could. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. Uh, probably not, but, you know. No? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, Because no, like, uh, Slate has returned to the lounge, so you, you guys leave Bob and Slate and Bressa in there to talk about art while uh, you step out. I'll, uh, you know, I just, we should get on the, you know, on the move, maybe see, see what's going on around here. So uh, we are, yeah, I guess we could, we are here case, to yeah. case the place a little more. I, I tried in that room and, uh, apparently was not successful. Didn't even notice there was a fire escape, but, uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'll do better. My eyes are more peeled this time. Brass <laughs> men's not there to distract me anymore. Didn't even oh. see there was a window. I, I knew there was a window, Ted. <laughs> so the the layout I'm imagining is there. There's uh, the lounge room, the ballroom is where they're setting up. Correct. Yeah. Basically, the two rooms you can walk like into from the hall room. are the lounge on one side and the ballroom on the other. But to get to the dining room, you have to go through the ballroom. Okay. Say we, uh, you know, we'll just cut through here real quick. Check out the, you know, the dining room. Maybe since we're all going to be in there pretty soon. Sure. Might might as well. Might as well. Yeah. And you, so you guys pass through. You can see the the band is actually the warming up as you enter the ballroom. They've just tuned their. This is a band. See, they're they're really bold on the scene. They're really innovators because it's very rare you have three trombones in a ska band. Oh, oh but, um, my they've God. they've decided to basically replace the need for the trumpet and saxophone by um by replacing them with trombones. So their horn section is a trombone section. I but, think. I think we're and definitely going to get held up in that room if they're yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna stay there up. for a second. Or so they they and they you guys walk in and they hit like a like a power chord 
that's uh, just sublime. Al um, almost stumbles. <laughs> it's like catches himself, but he's and, and Ted's nose starts bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Rasman turns away from Ned for a second and says, "The bass trombone's out of tune. Fix it." I'm not going to say it again. And they, you know, the guy sticks his tongue out, and the guy with the guitar makes a joke like, man, working for these celebrities, huh? You know, it's like, whatever. <laughs> and they, they tune again. And, uh, you know, you guys go to the dining room, I guess. <laughs> this, is, this is the episode where they walk between rooms. <laughs> um, no, I mean, um, but. Oh, that was, yeah. uh, it's really something there, Al. That was that was just quite a beautiful display. I I wish we had more time to watch it and weren't on a on a job. Oh, you know, after dinner, I'm sure we'll we'll be in there. Yeah, yeah, dancing. We don't we don't want to interrupt them. Otherwise, you know, their their show might not be as uh, as good as they want it. That's true. That's true. We don't want to distract them. By the way, Ted, do you know how to uh, how to do the skank? The what'd you call me? No, 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 no. It's a type of dance, Ted. I didn't. Oh, I wasn't oh. trying to call you anything. It's a type uh, of dance that you usually do when listening to Scott. At least that's what my son has, uh, has taught me. <laughs> no, I, um, I'm much of a dancer myself. Oh, you're, you're gonna love this one. I'll have to show you it okay. later when they're all right. performing. Nice. So can we? Uh, is it all right? We come back to the kitchen, Aaron. Oh yes, please. Open the burger. So I'm, uh, I'm frying up my tots right now, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you got I'm, the boiling I'm, oil already. I'm leaving them in there to simmer. I'm gonna turn to silk, so I'm like, yeah. So that's lady definitely just does the uh, the poison's accident, poison pop, right? You both agree with that? Yeah, she. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, look at look at this yeah. over there. He's he's clearly on edge. Uh, I think he's, he's he's just throwing it all out the window tonight. He's he's ignoring every safety protocol with those things. So, <laughs> so do you want me to go help him try to prepare those? And then since you're like, you know, good at sleight of hand or whatever, you can try to go check to make I sure mean, Slate doesn't have those. Also, we should probably check the dishes that are out sitting there yeah, right that's... now. Because for all I know, she's squeezed the poison into the soup. Well, I'm going to throw my dignity out the window, but I'll take care of it. <laughs> Wait, does that mean you're no, going No, 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 no. So, <laughs> so, I, I can see how that could lead to okay. that 100%. Like, I can see your thought process. Yeah. That's all the, you know, the, the cogs were turning there. Uh, but no, I, I'm not taking out the window washers unless I do something that needs to be needed okay. to take them out. Like, I think maybe okay, Slate is I just wanted to clarify. using the window washers as a decoy uh, to distract us so that you can get Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the window washers are a decoy, and right, you've got to focus right. on Slate, yeah. But keep an eye on those window yeah, yeah. washers, just in case. Absolutely. I will I will exactly. do that for Let's you, John. This. I'm going to crack all my All right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to have any bones left. Yeah, so John, you, you walk out of the kitchen into the dining room, which the spread has been increasing. Um, Giuseppe's managed to put out a few more dishes since you guys put your, your biscuit stuff out. And oh, Al, look, look yeah, how Al, delicious all this looks. Uh, uh, some of it smells great. That bisque has a little funk going on to it, but those um, <laughs> fritters or whatever those are, they look, they look pretty appetizing. Oh, I, I can't wait to have some. That would be so John nice. John is going to be in the corner. <laughs> he comes in the room and takes one really long deep breath. <sighs> oh hey hey john i'm gonna walk past oh, him it? with like <laughs> I, with just oh. like a stride like this is this is my oh this um, is my oh, curtain okay. call this is like my final moment maybe maybe 
Maybe he's got some kind of intel that we need to know. Look, look out, Al. This man's on a mission. I, yeah, he is. Let's just let him back. Let him do what he must. I'm going to comically walk up to this table, and then I'm just going to slam the tip of my foot into the ground and just completely <laughs> eat shit and, like, lay <laughs> onto this table and just destroy as much food as I can. Oh, 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 John. John, don't, um. I guess, uh, um, make a, let, let's make a performance roll so that your own party will think you accidentally destroyed all the food. Uh, I forget how much I have to performance 15. Like, I rolled an 11. Okay. So, you're, that's, that's, that's good enough. Yeah. You get a lot to that. So, so yeah, so you, you do exactly as you say, tumbling comically oh. onto the, onto the table. The, the urn of bisque is poured all over you. The fritters are smashed. <laughs> The, there was like some some kale salad or something that now is decimated like into a pulp like as you just roll around I assume dramatically yeah I'm like I'm like doing the completely destroyed I'm doing like the soccer flail thing it's like I'm like rolling back and forth and I'm like oh my knee like oh yeah well, um are you okay I'm assuming other people are starting to come well, in Gi- Gi- I was just gonna say Giuseppe storms out of the kitchen door and said, what the hell did you do? Thank you so much for listening to episode 13 of Charisma Checked, featuring Aaron as our DM, Brad as Alrin Tuttlethunder, Cade as John Smitherson, Freddie as Silt Pebbleton, and Greg as Theodore Anderson. As always, the intro was done by Greg, and the outro was made by Aaron, with myself, Freddie, doing the editing. You can find the link to Aaron's music uh, on the Bandcamp link in the description. All social medias can also be found linked in the description with our Twitter being at CharismaCheck and our subreddit r slash CharismaCheck. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review on your podcasting app. It helps us a ton to get out there. Word of mouth is the main way that we are spreading around. We'd love it if you guys came over and interacted with us on our Discord as well. It'd be great to see you there. Our next episode will be in two weeks. Sorry about the delay on this one. Uh, That'll be Wednesday, August 17th. So I hope to see everyone there. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye. Look, I know you have a great worth ethic. (laughs) What? I know you have a great worth. <laughs> my tongue. Wow. I know you have a great work ethic.